What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by someone who is more than just a good-looking face. He was president and CEO of a Jimmy John's franchise group in D.C., uh, sold that, somehow made a foray into the medical space, and now is back to the right side of the heart as CEO and co-founder of Clear Cogs, Matt Wampler. Welcome to Give and Ovation, my man. Zach, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So, First of all, let's talk clear cogs. And then I just need like the 30 second story on the whole medical thing. Cause like you read through your resume, you're like, oh, okay. And then you're like, there's something in the middle. And you're like, oh, okay. But you're like head of innovation for medical. But first let's talk clear cogs. What for those, for those listeners who don't know, what is clear cogs? Yeah. So we do demand forecasting for restaurants. We help do your demand planning. And really what we do at the end of the day is replace spreadsheets and guesswork with AI generated prep sheets that are highly accurate for your business. What, what do you mean AI generated prep sheets? Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, we've been doing the AI machine learning thing for a couple of years now, and it's just now all of a sudden something that we can talk about, but yeah, you know, I always equate it to a great manager. If you had a great manager and you said, figure out how much bread we're going to use today, he'd go look through all of his numbers for last year. He'd yeah. look through the last couple of weeks. He'd pick up on some trends. He'd look at- Check the weather, menu. look at what tickets, yeah. look at what events are going on nearby. Yeah, but it would take him an hour to do it for just that item. So what we really provide is a system that does that for every single menu item. It does it for ingredients and it's all done automatically. And that's how we leverage AI. I love that. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And that preciseness is exactly what you need in the medical industry, which by the way, so tell me, tell me about that real quick. Yeah, it was my one foray into the corporate world. And uh, I learned a lot. And one of the things I learned is, A, I love restaurants. And this is the industry I want, I really want to be in. And, and number two, I don't do well in the corporate world. Uh, I tend to like to break things, move fast. And you know, typically that's not what you want when it comes to medical devices. So uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it was a great learning experience though. Dude, I love that. And and I I too left the the food industry and I did a bunch of startups and consulting and you learn so much and it's so good to have that experience um, and to bring these industry lessons to restaurants because I think having that background, like both of us have being in the restaurant industry, leaving and doing something else and coming back, you're like, Hey, there's like a, there's a better way to do this. And maybe the only reason that hasn't done it is because people don't have that intersection of knowledge. Yeah, Zach. I mean, I think my biggest takeaway is the incredible management skills running a restaurant teaches you. So the feedback loop in restaurants is so quick. You mismanage somebody, you say the wrong thing, they take off their apron and they walk out. You know, you can ruin <laughs> a restaurant business, you know, with a bad general manager in, in the matter of weeks that takes months to fix. And, you know, I when you go into the corporate world, you see how just um, how great the managers in restaurants really are at leading people. 
Yeah, I, I think it's totally right. And it really is about the people. And let's talk about people and let's talk about what do you feel like most restaurants get wrong when it comes to people? As terms of the, you know, their customers, their employees, what, what people? Yeah, in terms of their employees. Yeah, you know, I think that it's a, a change in generations that is always the difficult part. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that as, you know, something that I always experienced is my older employees, you know, showed up for their paycheck. What does you want me to do? I'll do it day in and day out. And, you know, they're very dependable, um, almost like a hammer, right? It does a job. It does it well. It's very dependable. And you get this new generation that, you know, is really talented. It can do incredible things, but need constant time and attention. You know, they're like, you know, if the older generations were a hammer, they're a chainsaw, you know, you can do incredible work with them, but like, you got to constantly be oiling the chain and, you know, checking the oil and keeping things sharp. And if you're willing to put that time and energy into these younger employees, you know, they do incredible things. So just being able to manage that shift. And, you know, obviously how many locations of Jimmy John's did you have? I had five, five, man. That that would so you had to really rely on your people so much, uh, and really figure out what what's the best way to do it. Because with five locations, I mean that's a lot of people. That's a lot of responsibilities. Like what what did you find were some of the best ways that you were able to keep your people aligned with you know your vision and and creating a great guest experience. Well, I'm sure like most of your restaurant listeners know, uh, you don't really have a choice. You've got to figure it out or everybody just leaves. Or, so, or you uh, just have one location, right? <laughs> yeah, or you just have one location. Yeah, because you have to rely on your people. I mean, for me, it was always over communication, you know, giving a sense of purpose of why you're doing everything, you know, leading by example, all those typical things, but really over communicating, constantly talking to them. I, I think that's that was always the key, at least for me. And now with clear cogs, what have you found any, any specific stories um, or like examples of how clear cogs has been able to help manage that PNL for your customers? Yeah. So, I mean, look, this is born out of the pain I felt as an operator. I mean, one of the issues that I struggled with is every night I'd have five assistant managers in each of my locations and they'd all be sitting there a couple hours prior to close saying, Hey, do I need to bake another cycle of bread or do I have enough? And inevitably, mm-hmm. they always run out at some point and it's a painful experience. The customers are angry. You got to shut off online ordering. You know, I'm probably calling not happy, you know, and, and it was how do we solve just an answer to that question so that they're no longer reacting to what's coming in, but they can proactively know the number, follow a procedure. And so what we do at ClearCogs was, you know, and what we do now and what we did back then is go through and answer that question by taking how much bread are you using every 15 minutes for the past 15 years and look at your seasonal trends Mm. and the day of the week and the time of the day and, you know, external factors, all just to come down to a single decision point where it's, hey, for this store on this day, the magic number is 18 sticks. So you don't run out, but you don't have too much waste. Um, And really that's what we do for all of our operators. And the challenge in there is every restaurant is totally different. They all have different sets of issues and different questions to answer. So, you know, we create a flexible enough platform where they can get on and answer some simple questions and get those answers. And, 
you know, uh, the, the Jimmy John's example, we were able to cut their bread waste by 52%. And, you know, one of the emerging brands we just started working with, you know, did a double blind controlled study on, uh, you know, what it would do, because I think they were a little skeptical. We cut 2.25% out of their food costs, saving them uh, somewhere Dude. around $1,600 a week per location. They were high volume, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I always say this is like going from the horse and buggy to the automobile. It's a, uh, it's a totally new thing. And, you know, the possibilities are endless. And it makes so much sense because guess where that 1600 is going? That's going to the owner. That's going to marketing. That's going to retention. That's like, that's, that's some serious dough. And uh, I, I love that, man. In a world um, rising costs and, you know, a cost sensitive, you know, customer, it's found money. And there are so few places where you can just go find money in a restaurant. Uh, it, it's a magical thing when you can do it. Awesome. And all of this is all around the guest experience, right? At the end of the day, that's what we're trying to always balance is the guest experience and profitability. Those are the two, the two, you know, this is what I want, but this is what I got type thing. So what do you feel like is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? Well, I mean, I guess it'd be, uh, it would be wrong for me to say the experience that you deliver because at the end of the day, like, I think that, you know, we've shifted as a society from, that transactional $5 lunch where I'm just here to grab the food to a, you know, a higher priced meal where I expect, you know, I'm not just going to eat out all of the time. And when I do, I'm expecting something. I'm expecting a feeling. I'm yeah. expecting great food. That experience varies by brand, but like, how do I deliver something memorable to each of my clients? I think that's so important is that that memorable because it's so easy to get lost in the fog. And if you're just doing fine work, Mike Bausch, uh, Andalini's Pizzeria, he always talks about how fine is the worst F word, four letter F word there is, because if it's fine, it's not memorable. How many, how many, okay, how many fine first dates ended up in a great second date? Very few, right? It's like you have that shot to impress them, like impress them, do it. Yeah. And and look, it's getting tougher out there. There's more competition and prices are going up. And I, I really do believe that, you know, when you're selling a two or three, four dollar sandwich, you know, that's different than selling a, a meal that costs you 10, 20 dollars. I mean, I, I went to Panera the other day. I got a coffee and uh, uh, one of those little egg uh, uh, croissant type things. And, you know, it was like 10 dollars, you know, for 10 dollars for my coffee and my little breakfast sandwich. Like I expect to be wowed. Yeah. And, and if I'm not, wow, like the other thing is I'm, I'm seeing low cost providers, low price providers who have been taking price on things. Right. So, whereas before I could go to call it, you know, a little pizzeria, I mean, let's, let's just call them out little Caesars. I can go to little Caesars and I could feed my family for five bucks on a road trip and like, Hey, dad's doing dinner tonight. Let's go grab some little Caesars. I went to little Caesars last week and I paid $13.5 for crazy bread and the base pepperoni pizza. And I'm like, okay, well, like, don't give me because the pepperonis were cut thinner, right? It like was the same, same pizza. It's like, don't give me less, charge me more, and then still be like, hey, pizza, pizza, right? Like, <laughs> well, I hate to put this back on you. You know, you're asking about the experience. You guys are the world of customer experiences in restaurants. What are you seeing? What's top of mind for the people you work with? Honestly, a lot of it comes down to accuracy is that people 
especially as as prices getting taken over and over again, people want to get what they're paying for. And it's like, look, if I'm going to take my hard-earned dollars, and by the way, like my salary has not increased with inflation, and I'm going to go out to dinner and I'm going to pay $13.50 for something, like give me $13.50 of what I'm expecting. Don't, you know, and and if if you make a mistake, people are in higher demand of uh compensation or re- recovery. I went to a Domino's and they messed up my order. And so I had to wait around to to get my order again because I got it with jalapeno. I don't know if you tried like this stuffed cheesy bread, but it is like yeah, legit good. pretty good. I I I get Domino's um stuffed cheesy bread with jalapeno, bacon. They have that nice buttery sauce on it. So I, I ordered that last night. And when I go and I open it up, I, I get there to the restaurant. I always check because I I know. I know how the percentage of orders that are inaccurate. So I always check. And I looked at them like, hey, my man, um, I wanted jalapenos. These are black olives. And they're like, no, those are jalapenos. I go, uh, you can you can check again, but I'm telling you, those are black olives. He looks at it. He's like, what the F? Hey, who made these black olives? And they're like, and, and, and you know they- it's not easy to do. I mean, no. like I, one of my favorite chains is uh, Kava. I think Kava does just a great job. Yes. We were down in DC and- you know, they were a young brand and they didn't have very many units. And we went and ate there and it was always great. The food was awesome. And it was shocking. They just opened one up next to me over in Pennsylvania. And yeah, they've got tons of units now, a public company. And the food tastes identical. And the fact that they were able to keep that consistency while scaling up, you know, that that doesn't happen every day. No, I totally. But and, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you, so like you said something that I was interesting and it was, you know, they get what they pay for. People want to get what they pay for. You know, for every restaurant, that's different. And it's hard to quantify. Are they paying for speed? Are they paying for convenience? Are they paying for the atmosphere? Or are they paying for the food? Because, you know, we certainly worked with a lot of restaurants that are in that balancing act right now where I've got rising labor, rising rents, right? So I'm taking price. And now all of a sudden, do I need to increase the quality of my food to, you know, reflect that? price or am I okay with just shifting my prime costs around? Yeah. Right. And that's, that's exactly, that's exactly right. And but what, how, how, how do the restaurants out there quantify it? I'm curious what you see. That's a, that's a good question in terms of uh, like, for example, getting what they pay for. Yeah. I, I think it's a matter of what are the expectations that are being set for that guest? Right. And you do that with, what are people saying about you online? That those things you don't have control over, but you do have control over what are the pictures on your on your menu? What are the processes you have in your store? Is Kava, you know, if if uh let's take Popeyes while we're like poo-pooing on brands. I mean, I love Popeyes, but let's be honest, they run out of stuff a lot. They don't have apparently don't have clear cogs. <laughs> And the problem is like when I go and I want that chicken sandwich and it's 86 because they ran out of it, I'm frustrated. When I get that chicken sandwich and I get a woody chicken breast, I'm frustrated. When I get that chicken sandwich and they didn't put sauce or pickles on it, I'm frustrated. And so what do I do? I stop going for that 10 out of 10 chicken sandwich and I go for an eight out of 10 at Chick-fil-A because when have you ever been to a Chick-fil-A and it's anything different than an eight out of 10 with, with happy service? It doesn't happen. In, from from New Jersey to California and everywhere in between, 
It is the same service, the same food, the same quality. And so I will pay more to go to Chick-fil-A because I'm getting exactly what I pay for every time. I put in a dollar and I get out a candy bar. It never gets stuck. Never. Yeah. The and real question is whether you're willing to wait in the uh, drive through line. Yeah. Right. Or, or I just, I just eat early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so um, last thing here as we're wrapping up, what, what are some, any tactics or things that you've seen lately to improve the guest experience? You know, we see a lot out there. Um, I think I've seen a shift in the way restaurants approach the systems in the back of house. So how do we produce our food in a more efficient manner? Not just menu engineering, Mm -hmm. but the kitchen setup. You know, what items do we need to operationally get rid of because they cause, you know, headaches? You know, it's, I, you're seeing the emerging, the emergence of interesting concepts that were built around the idea of lower labor and lower food costs and just being more efficient. And it's kind of hard to compete with that when you are a legacy brand that, you know, has all of these build outs done and, you know, can't necessarily reinvent your menu. And so I think that by doing that, you end up with a fresher, more dependable product for the customer and ultimately a better guest experience. Love that. And then Matt, who deserves an ovation in the restaurant industry? Who's who's someone that we should be following to get some some good tips, tricks, ideas? All right, I'm going to throw out uh, Troy Hooper. So, oh, we love first. Troy Hooper. Troy, Troy's the best, and uh, as he says, he's uh, weirdly available, and and, <laughs> and that that that's been my experience. I, he was a guy that you know early on when we didn't have a product and we were figuring things out was kind enough to get on the call with us. And like, I didn't know Troy. I He's, you know, currently what CEO of Pepper Lunch, you know, another yep. one of those concepts that incredibly efficient by design early on, um, but, you know, gave the time of day to help, you know, foster solutions like ours through out of pure generosity and wanting to make the restaurant industry a better place. And, you know, it's unsung heroes like him that are out there doing those types of things behind the scenes that, you know, very rarely get the recognition they deserve. Amen. I love Troy. I, I went out to dinner with just, it was him, me, and uh, w- one of my teammates and Greg Majewski. And just the four of us went out to dinner in Vegas. And we just had, I mean, three hours of just story time about Jimmy John's and, and uh, you know, uh, what's going on in the industry and sharing best practice. It was just such a fun dinner at such an average steakhouse and it made that steakhouse like what it was like one of my favorite meals i've had in i'm not sure i'd want to be the server that has to serve you guys i'm sure you guys (laughs) had some questions you're all looking around sure the manager had you guys uh pegged very early like who are these guys yeah like you know i don't i don't ever want to go in and be like we're restaurant people but like you know uh awesome and so matt how do people find and follow you yeah. So, you know, we're on all your major social platforms, LinkedIn, you know, Facebook. And now we're on threads. So you can always find us on threads. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to reach out, we love speaking with restaurants. Uh, I'm weirdly available as well. Uh, send an email over to info at clearcogs.com. Awesome. Well, Matt, for going from baking dough to helping people save dough, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us on Given Ovation. You rock, Zach. Thanks. 
glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.